Hey guys, guess what? It's Drea. We're back. Hey girl. <laughs> hey everybody out there. We are back for another episode of Spin the Bottle. The place where everybody knows your name. You know, sometimes I have daydreams about walking into a local bar, everybody knowing my name, like, hey Danny, kind of like Cheers, but with 90s R&B and black people. Definitely. And then they're playing like the good R. Kelly. It's the good R. Kelly. <laughs> You know, is it a, is any of it's it either motivational R. Kelly, i.e. I believe I can fly. Yeah. It's or it's 12 play, you it's know. Tricky. So basically you want to go to Nipsey's. That's exactly right, Trey. That's where I want to go. Listen, all you had to do was say that you wanted to be on Martin. No need to go around talking about some cheers and some <laughs> old R. Kelly. <sighs> Truly, it was a better time, man. Can we just all agree that... 12 play wasn't bad it wasn't bad come on guys can we say that no i don't okay. think you can say it okay cue the intro let's go let's get it so d would you say you're a woman who understands timing if this is about me being consistently 18 minutes late everywhere i go i've already apologized <laughs> i'm aware it's a problem Okay, 18 minutes is such an odd number. It's always like 17 it's to 18 minutes. <laughs> 13 and 30 seconds. It's very tricky. No, no, no. I'm referring to timing as it applies to us getting our Unstuck series, the timing and seasons of your life, that kind of thing. Well, that's a totally different subject altogether. Um, if that's the case, then I would say I'm approximately 12 years late. For my appointment with my very best self. The one I visualized, Whoa. you know. <laughs> 25 was the age I had that all accomplished. So you're saying all those Oprah episodes, like none of it really has <laughs> panned out the way living your best life. Oprah was all about that. She introduced the best she life. Did. I really think that's her phrase. I'm just trying to get there. Okay. Well, you know, you're not alone. <laughs> you are not. I just had to Thank say you, it. Drea. It's really hard to say you are not alone and not follow up with Thank the song. Thank you. Thank you. This episode today is for you and me and all the other late bloomers out there. Auntie Maxine isn't the only one who's going to reclaim her time. Well, won't he do it? Speaking of timing, I missed the cue into our word of the day. So <laughs> let's just have it. Thank you. Cadence. It's a noun and it means the flow or rhythm of events, especially the pattern in which something is experienced. In other words, as of late, the cadence of my life has been rather frenetic. So Ooh. I'm trying to meditate on my call map to help with that. You guys know about the call map? If you don't know, you better ask somebody. Better slow that cadence right on down. <laughs> okay, that's time for our favorite part of the show. That's right, guys. Let's spin the bottle. Here are the categories for the week. Black Cinema. Black people magic meets the silver screen. Hypothetically speaking, because even though they are fictional characters, we are still our brother's keeper. I feel a way. Sometimes things really need to be exposed. It just can't stay whack, unnoticed, uncalled out. <laughs> you know, we gotta say something about we it. We see you. We see you <laughs> and you are being ridiculous. Lyrically, though, the tunes we've been singing incorrectly all these years. Seriously, we, we really didn't know. <laughs> I just never know the, the lyrics, okay? Just let anything keep going in this category. That's not in the Bible because it might be comforting, but it's not Jesus, okay? We have it on record. 
via that holy bible you know you can just go there anytime and do a little cross there's an app for that there is an app for that and last but not least currently crushing the people places and things currently giving us all the feels let's go ahead and spin the bottle lyrically though hey okay the tunes we've been singing incorrectly all this time or maybe you have some meaning you know how i don't like to be boxed in i know how you don't like to be boxed in you go ahead (laughs) you go ahead okay thank you what is it that you have to talk about today Day? well i would like to i think this has to do with timing okay because i feel like you know, a time to live a time. That actually would have been a great lyrically though, but it because I never get the words right. A time for a change. A oh time yes, to, to, to do something. Turn, 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 turn. Speaking of cadence, sometimes we turn. Th- I don't turn, know. But I do not turn, know the turn. lyrics to that song at all. So it would have been great. However, mine's a little bit more ratchet than that. Okay. Okay. Timing. There is a time for everything, and. Ladies and gentlemen, Cisco performed the thong song at his wedding very recently. Mm. And I just want us to think about maybe the lyrics of that song <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and uh, perhaps why you wouldn't sing it at a wedding. I think this is a classic example like, of not understanding timing. Don't. You just don't get it. Like, you don't understand the feel of the event like Cisco you were in Drew Hill there are plenty of songs there you could have so played at your wedding many also he had that one no incomplete wouldn't apply either it's no, just because it's a wedding it's what's a wedding what's the one where they're like it's like um, medieval times oh these are the what, times the, these are the times literally called these are the times <laughs> yeah we're all made for yeah he didn't he missed it life means so much more why does he want to tell everybody so let's review that his Wife has dumps like a truck, 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 truck. Thighs <laughs> like what? 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 Baby, <laughs> move your butt at our wedding reception. But, but I'm just gonna sing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that dress so scandalous! I think that's what happened. I think he got stuck on the dress and was like, "This is perfect." She's going to come down. But should her wedding dress be scandalous? Listen, that's not for us to judge. We are judging the fact that you chose this song, though, to perform. For sure. It's your wedding and or wedding reception. I don't really know. You know, maybe it was the reception. I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, like, Baby, like are also, you really why are you singing? I just don't understand why he's singing at the wedding. It's fine. It's Cisco. It's your own wedding. Cisco is, he's, he literally does the most all the time. He was blonde. He's been blonde his entire. Well, congratulations on his. Um, yeah nuptials he he doesn't really you know for whatever reason i just always think of cisco as single i don't really yeah, think he, of him with anybody with a woman right or with anybody really mm-hmm. Anyways. yeah yeah time yeah, I, didn't, cisco. That was that I think was you it. may have missed it just a just a kilter he was living la vida loca you know mm, i see okay well mine is a very famous song about time it happens to be one of my most favorite songs actually and that would be time after time by cindy lopper i'm Lovely. never get sick of hearing that that's song. a good one a i really think that one. it from top to bottom it's a perfectly done song mm-hmm. and every time i hear versions of it i still love it it's always good it's pretty much always good a remember? good acoustic time after time will bring you to tears mm-hmm. yeah do you remember the so so deaf all stars time after time 
I knew you were going to bring that up. You knew it. You set me up. I and did. I was like, you went I'm right into it. Right in. <laughs> okay. Our good friend, I know Jay, sang that song. I think she was in her teens when she did it. Do you remember the video? I don't remember the video. Okay, is all I remember is satin pajamas <gasps> and lots of dancing. Of course, because you can't have a party <laughs> if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the so so deaf all star beat. We're gonna have to it's share just, that with you guys. Yeah, it's you guys know it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's pretty timeless. Pretty 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 good. But no, okay. but Cindy Lauper's version obviously is a classic. It's a classic, mm-hmm. and the reason I'm bringing it up is because it actually does have a meaning that I didn't realize. So. Oh, awesome. When I was listening to the song and it's like, okay, if you're lost, you can look and you'll find me time after time. Right. I just thought basically that meant I'm always going to be here for you. Like every time you need me, I'm going to be there. That's wonderful. Time one, time two, time three. Right. Anytime. My birthday, Jesus' birthday, time after time. You got me. That was my understanding. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it turns out that the song was actually inspired by a movie that came out in 1979 called Time After Time. Mm. And in this movie, which happened to be a science fiction movie, there was a time machine that someone was hopping in in order to, I guess, get away with a crime or something of that nature. Sounds like something I would do. And so they started talking about time travel and then wrote this song. So it's kind of also talking about like if you could go back in time and rewind it and do it better, you would, which I didn't. So that's why she says after my picture frames have turned to, you know, it's basically like if I could go back in time in a time machine, would I go? (laughs) I will be waiting. See, if you fall, I'll catch you. I'll be there already. so good. I'll be there for you. I love that. Would you hop in a time machine? For cousin? Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so many levels to this question. What time are we going back to? Oh, I don't know. Honey. Just it's your machine. generally a good time for black people in the past. So I'm hoping for better things in the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you'd be more, more likely apt. to hop in the DeLorean <laughs> than a time machine taking you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it was like, no, if I was on a specific assignment and I knew this was a movie where I came out on top, then I would definitely... <laughs> What if it was like Quantum Leap, but Cousin was in like Mississippi in the 1920s? And it's like, I feel as if I might not come back. Yo, husband, though, (laughs) go get him. I feel like, I'd be like, Lord, (laughs) is this something you really want for me? He's going to wait on you guys. He's going to wait on you. (laughs) Essentially, I'm saying if I'm going to die, then I'm, I'm not sure that I can sacrifice that for my loved one. I don't know. It's an honest, <laughs> honest answer right now. I'm yeah. sorry. So sorry. I didn't mean Jared. to put you on the on the. I, I feel like he's like judging me right now. Yeah. I think he's making some some new life insurance choices for sure. We'll have to find out what his <laughs> thoughts are. If he would hop in a we time machine and go him. back to, he's gonna say absolutely because he wants he's me to look bad. <laughs> I'm coming yes. for you. Yes, I would. <laughs> I believe that's what the vows implied. <laughs> right. <laughs> time after time. That's really cool to learn that. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. All right, Drea, let's dig into this convo about timing. I'm excited to kind of cover this subject because I know it's something that can be a little bit vague or misunderstood for a lot of people. So tell me, what are some of your best takeaways for understanding and processing the timing of things in your life 
gosh, you know, this is one of the hardest things for me because you we learn that if we want to be successful, then we need to create a plan, set some goals, and then really like go after those goals. But I feel like even though you might do all of that, sometimes the plan that you have doesn't yield the results that you want in the timing that you want. Sure. You know what I mean? And obviously you have, you should adjust at that point, but sometimes we try to time out things like, Oh, I want to be married at this time. Or for me, it was like, Oh, I want to have kids at this time. Or I want to finish grad school. And then I want to, I don't know. What what have I wanted to do? Like learn yoga, become a yoga teacher or no better be promoted you know and sometimes you can't control those things Mm -hmm. like you can do your very best work you can you know create the relationships that you feel are going to push you forward you can do everything that you know to do and still it doesn't seem like things are happening fast enough yeah you know yep and so I think the timing is a challenge to get a hold of and so I go to therapy and you know, you don't need a therapist to tell you this. A lot of people will say this, but they'll, she says things like, you know, it's never the wrong time to do things. <laughs> and I'm like, really? that's good. Really? <laughs> is that how you feel about what it? you want to say? She's like, yeah. What? She said, what is late? Like, this is the time that it should happen. And she kind of phrases statements in a way that explains like you are in the right space that you're supposed to be in at this time. But that just, it's just the, it's just because, it's because the feelings don't match up. Oh, that's such um, counseling speak. Right. You're like, like, I, like, I had a counselor. I, I remember okay, talking to lady. him about, um, <clears throat> about that. And she was just like, well, wherever you go, there you are. And I was like, <laughs> okay, um, ma'am. No. <laughs> like, that's not. I don't I, like I do. That. It's interesting. Um, when I think about timing, I'm with you. I think the perfectionist in me has always thought that by having a plan and executing and like aligning things just so you can have the most success in life, whatever that looks like. And what I've learned is an adult. Exactly. So it's like in my planning when I said, oh, I'm going to get married by 23. Right. That was like the plan. And then it was like, oh, and my first kid at 25 and I'll already be done with my master's by then. Right. It was just like this whole constructed plan except when you're talking about getting married there's a whole nother person involved <laughs> that needs to sure not surface only that there's a whole nother process there's a whole involved process. like you have to sort of it's kind of eliminate silly to say other i'm gonna options. be married by the age of such and such really right is. when there's a whole nother independent person mm-hmm. that has something to do mm-hmm. with that process same applies for babies um for sure and i think you know as 30 something women we probably feel that pressure more than anything um I'm made painfully aware of my age and the age of my ovaries and eggs all the time. Aww. Like just in common conversation with like strangers where it's like, oh, you know, you're not, you gotta maybe think about freezing your eggs or you're not getting any younger. You don't have a whole lot of time. And it's like, I get it, but why do you feel so comfortable? You don't know what my life is. You don't know if I've been trying to get in vitro for five years. You really don't know. You don't know what I've been doing. What I've been going through, Mm-mm. you know? Or if I even want children. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting... People act like it's such a choice for so many people. Yeah. It's not. Like, oh, let me just get pregnant today. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, it's the hardest 
I think, obstacle to overcome to really settle into the fact that, say you want to lose weight, Mm -hmm. settling into the fact that it might take you three to six months to see progress. Yeah. Even though you're going... All the time. All the time and every day. That's right. Even five times a week. It's just one of those things. Like, I've noticed that in myself, too. It's like, okay, so I'm going to start this strength training program, but then be upset after two weeks because why? (laughs) What's the change? So there's a lot of... I see no change. (laughs) Right. There's a lot of growth in understanding patients and appreciating the process. And in this series, Unstuck, which, by the way, we're wrapping up with timing because we do think it's one of the hardest things to overcome and something that we all need to grow more understanding around and just more acceptance um it's hard to accept that you can do all that you want and all that you know and still not be in the place that you feel like you should be that's right but honestly it's like what else can you do but accept that fact and either change strategies or appreciate the process. You know, I feel like you're you almost have limited options in some ways. I agree, and, and I, I don't mean that to be discouraging. No, I don't think it is discouraging. I mean, I know when I think about it, one of the things that I think is the biggest impediment to my like shaming myself about where I am in my life is just simply unmet expectation. I don't know yeah. what those expectations were rooted in. Mm-hmm. But it was just a vision that I had for what things should be. And, sure. And so the minute anything doesn't match up to that, like, oh, I'm not an executive at, you know, I'm right. not in the C-suite at Bank of America. I'm I should not, be in the C-suite You know what I mean? Now. I'm not married. I don't have my kids. I or don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or a house. And I should be saving. I'm not fully, I'm not ready for retirement. I'm not, you know, all these things where it's yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is what you should be. And we compare ourselves to these very... um very tough guidelines Mm -hmm. you know things just sometimes take time Mm -hmm. and I think for me what I'm trying to learn to do is to stop daydreaming so much or stop like shaming myself about what I didn't accomplish when I was younger but then also not to get so far ahead of the future that I'm not paying attention to like what's happening right now today and I know it sounds very simplistic but it's like wait a second, you have a beautiful home. Mm -hmm. You have a good job. Mm -hmm. You have a wonderful boyfriend. You have a supportive family. Mm -hmm. You have a host of friends and family. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, wait, my life, okay, I'm actually okay. You know what that is? That's gratitude. It's gratitude. That's gratitude. That's being thankful for the things that you have achieved. And even the things that your life experiences have brought you. Yeah. Because although you might not be in the space that you want to be, you are in the space. So <laughs> sounds so unnecessarily like me trying to be deep, but you are in the space where you are because of the things that you've done. That's right. And you personally, Danielle, knowing you, you've done a lot of things without a lot of the same credentials that some people might even just like hope to do. And I just feel like it's always easier from the outside looking in to say, you talking about like you're you're doing absolutely great you're doing so well but yet we always feel like we're not doing enough like we're not doing enough uh and i mean like 30 under 30 list don't help us no feel any better no (laughs) and it's so funny even um heading into your 30s i feel like the 30s so far have been the best decade of my life like honestly that's good i really do feel that way i mean i loved being a kid but i mean just as like you know 
but there is a lot of feeling that like you're almost over the hill once you hit your 30s. I don't yeah. know if that's us living in L.A. and just the people that we're around. I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. but I think that's kind of a prevailing thing. Yeah. Um, which is not true, of course. Like I, I was talking to my sister actually about this the other day because she was um, she's in the process of considering some career changes and things. And I'm like, honey, you're 32. If you started today, so young, if you started today. By 62, you could have a whole nother 30-year career. Right. Like, that's a good chunk of time, right? And, I mean, ideally, you'd have a better idea of what it is that you want to spend those 30 years doing. That's right. Versus how we were equipped to figure out what we wanted to do at 18, 17, <laughs> like, or whatever. What, do you know? what would you like to do with the rest of your life? Yeah. Um, you know? Uh, yes. So... One thing that you like to say to me whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed by timing, and I think we've included this in the Unstuck series, because one, because you can feel like you're sort of pedaling and not moving forward, but also because you have to, sometimes you're just not ready you're just for stuff. You're not ready. And so you might even think, oh, I'm doing X, Y, Z, I'm doing, you know, I am. I'm prepared. I am ready. But again, you could be doing it for maybe like a short period of time or there's a lesson that you haven't quite. That's right. Learned yet. And so it keeps maybe tripping you up. Um, One thing you say to me a lot is not everything can happen at the same time. That's right. Um, She's really good about putting me putting my perspective into its proper place. Like I can say, oh, yeah, I I think this year I'd like to start a business and also become a weightlifter. And then I think I wanted to start, you know, doing my own um, one woman shows. And then I was thinking that a nonprofit Mm -hmm. would be so powerful and I have all the skills necessary I'm just trying to paint a picture of how we can just kind of we get inspired and maybe we're on Instagram or maybe we just watched something Oprah did like a master class and suddenly it's like I can do all of it and I will in these six months like no yeah also let's have a baby (laughs) also that like also and like and all of it is stuff (laughs) not all of it but a lot of it is stuff that you can't control you cannot control either way yeah. Either way, you and can, you can I, work out the process. You can do the steps, sure, but you cannot control the outcome. No, you can't control the outcome, and that is hard. And it's okay to understand that what you make yourself available for to, in one place, it's just going to decrease in another. So, you know, with my friends, a lot of my friends right now, you know, they're in family planning phases, so they have very young babies right. and or trying to get pregnant. Well, that stage of your life is going to look a little different than it did when it was just you you know what I mean or maybe you're not as able you're not able to go as hard on your career Mm -hmm. for a little bit until you acclimate to having a new member in your family (laughs) like I love um I love Cardi B and her just honesty about things and she's so authentic. how she literally was okay. like hey y'all so having a newborn was way harder than I thought I'm not gonna be <laughs> able to be on the Bruno Mars tour I was just like that's just such a like candid right. and like real and this is a woman who has a ton of money and unlimited resources she could have nannies like you know but yeah. even her as a brand new mom is like listen I just can't be away from a baby yeah. is the thing so and, and that makes me think of another thing that we don't always take into consideration. We don't always take into consideration our personal weaknesses, even when setting goals, or our triggers, or like where we might fall short. 
Mm-hmm. We don't always take those things into account. And so not to say that Cardi B is falling short, but she definitely made the assumption that she could do a full tour and thought, you know, I'll just, I don't know what she thought. Yeah. But maybe as an individual, she's like, I want, you know, I don't know what's happening with her body health wise. Sure. Maybe she's decided, you know, I really don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I would rather hang out with my baby and yeah. not be, not have to travel with a nurse and a nanny or whatever, you know? And I think there's strength in her just being honest about that. I love that. Because there is this, there is this, sometimes this notion that it's like, as soon as you have a baby, six weeks later, you should be ready to hit it. And there's a lot of things that happen to you. That's just one example of, you know, time. But so many things happen to you that you may not be ready. Mm -hmm. And And giving yourself permission to just say, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. I love you, Bruno. (laughs) Truly, I do. Truly. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I just, it's just very interesting that we have to be more self-aware too when we're, and just take, taking even into account like natural challenges that could occur and how we might respond to those things. Like that's incredibly important. But we didn't just want to talk about timing and how it, you know, can suck <laughs> majorly for many of us and trying to achieve goals. We really wanted to talk about those things that help us cope with it that help us get through it and move forward, you know? Yeah. Um, recently, Danielle and I went to a live podcast taping. Yes. Um, with Justin, I always get his last name wrong. Simon, I can't, he's the creator of Dear White People. Yeah. And his Lino show's Waith. called Don't At Me. Yeah, Don't At Me. Um, really fun show. He's really fun to listen to, talks about a lot of interesting things. And so he was interviewing his friend, Lena Waith, who we all know and love. Um, One of the things that they focused on in regards to timing was that, one, sometimes you just need to spend time perfecting what you do. That's right. And it could be a lot. And it could be a lot of time before you get to show up. In the, the way Emmys. you think you should. And show up. I think that's a great way to put it. Show up in the way that you think you should. Because I think it's wonderful that we have such strong visions about where we think we could go and what we think we could achieve. But, and that's good. That should fuel us. But we shouldn't, I think, realistically, we should not expect to get there within three to five months. No. Or maybe even three to five years. Or maybe even, like, whatever your thing is, it's mm-hmm. just, like really challenge the timelines that mm-hmm. you put on yourself for yeah. a given thing. Right. Um, one of the things that I really appreciated also about what Lena said was how even in your timing and you putting everything you have into your craft at every single level, nothing is ever what you think it's going to be. I love that. And yes, that was that one of my one favorite parts favorite about it because you look mm-hmm. at Lena and you think, oh my gosh, she's living the whole dream. Mm-hmm. She's got her Emmy. She's now got her own show. She's pretty much a household name mm-hmm. for lots of people. She's, she's changing AT&T the culture. commercials. Oh my God, a girl. national commercial. She's got a national commercial. She cut her <laughs> hair. She's just living all of her best mm-hmm. life, right? Vanity Fair, cover of Vanity Fair. She was amazing on that too. We just love her, as mm-hmm. you can see. But one of the things she was saying is, you know, Listen, when I sit down with Issa Rae and Donald Glover, who also have their own shows, some of the things that we talk about are the stresses of having our own show and how that it doesn't look and like the things what that they don't like. like and the things that they don't like, the things that um, they didn't necessarily know to account for or know would be this way exactly. when they were doing it. And so it's like, you know, I think you think, you know, if your goal is I'm a writer, then it's like, oh, my God, if I have my own show on TV, 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making it. Right. And then she's like, how about the struggle to write shows quickly? How about when things change? How about having to operate at a much higher level and answer to right. much And how about having to than... submit when you're not even ready to submit, that's but right. you have a deadline? That's right. I was just like, oh, those are real things. Real things. Those and that's not to say you don't issues. want those things, but she just really provided a very enlightening perspective on even over glamorizing what happens at every stage of your life mm-hmm. because for so many people they never reach that level of attainment and so yeah. it feels like the promised land but for the people reporting over there like listen this is great mm-hmm. we're grateful we're doing what we love nevertheless mm-hmm. new levels new, new levels, stresses new, new everything levels and one thing I really want to pull out just taking it one step further is that she talked about how to live in those spaces which I feel mm-hmm. like even if you're never in television or you're like on your way up the corporate ladder. She brought up the act of just finding joy in the little spaces. So, and I feel like that's a great way to cope with timing and things moving slow and you feeling like things aren't changing. And I I mean, I'm speaking about this from, from experience and even from going through it right now, like wanting certain things to have made a shift. Number one, as Danielle mentioned, I haven't accounted for the things that have changed or I didn't. I shouldn't say I haven't, but I, when I was feeling my lowest, it was like, I haven't accounted for the growth that I've had. Yeah. Like don't look at 2018 this year and just be like, oh, it's not the, I didn't achieve anything. Like there were some things that you focused on and there's got to be one or two things that you feel mm-hmm. have, have improved. I hope so. I, I hope, hope so. so for you, but finding joy in the space of like doing the repetitious the mundane, the thing you know to do over and over. Mm-hmm. I felt like when she brought that up, it made me feel it made me feel more connected to her. One, because yes, you know she's um, she's like I don't know what would you call it, critically acclaimed, like you said, For household sure. name, whatever. She's at this certain level of achievement, but yet she still has to find ways to get through her disappointment at certain things. That's right. You know, that's right. And even listening to her, she's still such a lover of what she's doing that she's doing all the repetitive stuff that we'd still be doing right so she's watching movies <laughs> and she's reading other screenplays and going oh my god they're so far out of you know what I mean what I it's like we're all looking and creating inspiration yeah. and just all kinds of things in different ways and I just hope that in addition to taking the time to recognize all the great things that you may have accomplished that may look different than what you thought this year also, you'll give your space yourself the space and grace to like let your life fill the journey and see how far you can go with that measure of time right. versus like 2018 is the year. Yeah, like, like hashtag hustle bust. harder, hit it or bust. Oh man, like, it's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so much pressure. Have reasonable expectations yeah. about timing and the things that you can't account for, like the things you can't control. That's right. Like you should just expect there are going to be some things that pop up. You can't control them. So your job is to do what you know to do, find joy in the little spaces, and like... Have gratitude. Be thankful. Keep it, keep it going. Yeah. That's and that's, right. I mean, that's really all we have to say about timing is we have no magic pill to fix it. No. <laughs> no one does. And if no. they did, it would be so expensive. So expensive. We couldn't afford it. Mm-mm. We still be talking about timing. Talking about <laughs> anybody got a donation. <laughs> So to close this out, we're going to provide you with some words of wisdom from our fellow late bloomer alumni in a little segment we like to call Words to Live By. 
That's right, guys. Prepare yourself for jewels on jewels on jewels. These are like quotes that we love, stories we love from people who got their start a little later in life. So who do you have first, Drea? Okay, so I was filling the women on this one. And I came across someone who I think we all know. And if we don't know. Um, now you know. <laughs> now you do or you should. Okay, so this woman got married at 34. She learned how to cook French food at 36. Mm. She played basketball in college. She was awarded the George Bush Medal of Freedom. Her nickname is Jukes. What? <laughs> right? Or Juju, which is really why I picked her. I, I love that. that. So funny. She was a terrible cook well into her 30s. She helped develop a shark repellent for the Navy. Right? This what? woman is amazing. She was a spy during <gasps> World War II. She was like in the Office of Strategic Services. So this was the CIA before the CIA was the CIA. Right? She had breast cancer. Oh my gosh. She was the first woman inducted into the culinary arts what a, f- a fame hall of fame hall of fame culinary art fame famous people go there and their names go there um it's julia child woo, woo. julia child is well known for her french cooking and she's an american woman and decided that she loved eating loved food wanted to learn how to cook french food when she and her husband moved to to france and um she became a household name and she brought more elegant cooking to the American cookbook. And so to our, to our palate, if you will, um, I've read a few things that said roasted chicken was, was something that Julia Childs brought. It was like a regular thing for, uh, American households after Julia Child showed people how to do it. So it was like a special, it was like a special occasion type thing. Um, but then she she kind of made she broke that barrier of yes. this is French cooking and only you know chefs can do it. She kind of made it a regular everyday thing that you can learn how to make an omelet or wow. a crepe or whatever or stew anything. Um, and she just took it up a notch. And I what I loved about her is that she was just really herself at all times. And do we know how old she was when she? hit the french cooking scene it was clearly yeah, later she, was, in life. she started cooking at 36 so, so and i don't know how many years it was before she started like working on her own show wow so it started you know pretty that's late. fairly late in life like that's most people late. work you know go to culinary school probably like in their 20s mm-hmm. or whatever um she taught she worked on it herself and then she went to i think what's it called le cordon bleu mm-hmm. um but anyway i just always loved how she just seemed very very bubbly very authentic like she'd mess up on screen and just laugh about it and show you how to fix it and so i'm going to share a few quotes that i thought were really funny um everything in moderation including moderation yes Mm -hmm. i thought that was fun and this one was really insightful and something we should all remember is the only real stumbling block is fear of failure and she was saying that in reference to cooking but i said i'm just gonna I say for I'm going to use that. I'm going to stand for that. And then my last one, I just thought, this kind of explains her effervescent and bubbly personality. Drama is very important in life. You have to come on with a bang. You never want to go out with a whimper. <laughs> Everything can have drama if it's done right. Even a pancake. Oh, I thought that was fun. I just love her. Yeah. She's pretty remarkable. And pancakes. 
and pancakes. And the lesson I take from her life and the reason I read that list of accomplishments is because it's so varied. Yeah. And so if you're concerned about timing and like, am I doing this in the right timing? It seemed like from someone who hasn't read any of her any biographies or about Julia Child, just it seemed as if she um, really lived life. Yeah. And made choices that she felt like she followed her heart. It's so good. And I mean, to go from a, to, to play basketball in college to becoming a spy to, you know what I mean? Like, who does, who like does these things? Amazing life. Yeah. Well, shout out to Julia. Okay, I am holding it down for the men today. So my first man is Alan Rickman. You may not know him um, by his name, but you should know him as the original villain in Die Hard. He is known for being the best bad guy out there. Also, you would have known him probably as Professor Snape in the Harry Potter trilogy. Or not trilogy. What is that? Seven. I don't even know what that series. a lot. I don't even know what the word is for it. Um, But he got his first movie role at 42 Mm. in Die Hard. Like his first movie role. In Die Hard. And then like literally he was saying this guy pitched some action movie, some crazy movie in a building, some guy named Bruce Willis. And I was like, I'll do it. (laughs) It was (laughs) Die Hard. And he was 42 years old. Um, And one of his biggest points, um, he was always very open and honest about the fact that he kind of floated from one thing to the next. He spent a lot of his time um, dressing celebrities like he would just put them in their clothes like he was trying to get a break as an actor and he kept getting older and older and older. And so he would just literally like dress celebrities or help them backstage and literally just kept it up while doing all of his very serious acting studies and then caught a break. And then the rest from 42 on, um, I think Die Hard came out in the 80s up until, you know, 2016 or so when he passed. He was working all the time. So it's just inspirational for me. Like that at 42, that. you could get you could start a whole new um, part of your life. And my favorite quote by him is um, when they were asking him about how he's able to work so much and balance things. What he said was, I think there's some connection between absolute discipline and absolute freedom. And he was just very good on managing his time effectively so nice. that he had time to study, perfect nice. his craft, but also his family and all that stuff. So that's awesome. Alan Brickman. Professor Snape. Yes. I love him. Okay, my second one, um, first African-American woman to be nominated for Best Documentary at the Academy Awards. First African-American woman to be nominated for a Golden Globe. And first African-American woman to, was she nominated for Best Director? Oh, she actually won this. Yeah, she I think won she won. Best oh. Director Prize at Sundance. Wow. The middle of nowhere. Um, we're talking about the one and only Ava DuVernay. Woo-woo. Number one, her name is just Go beautiful. Riri. Right. <laughs> Go Riri. Um, her name is beautiful, but also she lived another life before she became a film director. And as the saying goes, she picked up a camera at age 32. Wow. And then she's directed such great cinematography as Selma, 
Thank you. I'll be providing. Thank you so much. Thirteenth. I don't know if you have a song for that. No. (laughs) No. Very serious stuff. And A Wrinkle in Time, which had a hundred million dollar budget, and she was the first African American woman director to be able to work with a budget that of that size. Um, And I think her words are, I'm not going to get them exactly right, but she said, I'm the first one, but certainly not the most capable. Mm. And I loved that about her. She really, really stands for the culture and stands for women. Um, It stands for us. Um, Yeah, I love Ava. So the quote that I have for her. Oh, one of the reasons I really love her, too, is because she had her own PR agency before. Yes. Fellow PR gal. Love that. Um, Ava has said many wonderful things, but this one I feel like was so, so poignant, especially for tonight. There can be progression to the dream. There can be steps to it. When you dissect any successful person's story, it's really rare that it was all or nothing. It's steps. And I just try to remind myself of that in terms of the things that I want. It's like everything is a step leading to you to where you want to go. Mm, I just love her. That's pretty much what we're trying to say, y'all. What she said. Right. (laughs) That's it. The end. Okay. Last and certainly not least, I really liked this story just because it speaks to me a little bit. So the last person I have is Ang Lee. And you may not know him just by name, but he is the director of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, The Life of Pi, Brokeback Mountain, Sense and Sensibility. Life of Pi. He's he's had some, some really amazing movies. But he graduated from NYU with Spike Lee. Mm. Um, but because of his extreme shyness and introversion, he spent six years unemployed for getting a chance to even direct his first film, which was at 37. Um, Mm. after that, he directed two more movies, which took an additional four years before he finally hit a movie that gave him public acclaim at 41. So from there, he just hit a string of, of directorial hits and he's widely regarded as a very strong director in the industry but one of the things um, that he talked about was that it wasn't his his timing and his success wasn't so much about him not being prepared um, with the skills so much as it was socially he wasn't prepared he was like very 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 shy Mm. and very um, introverted and into himself and it took him a lot of time to be able to even feel comfortable coming out of his shell to talk about his work and so what he said was I was really shy and quiet I didn't feel like I spoke the best English and I had very few friends I couldn't express myself verbally at all but that's what brings all of the color and intimacy and intricacy to my directorial work because it's like all in there oh my god he's just not able to like and it just never seen Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon it's one of the more beautiful films it's it's yeah and then the life of pi it makes so much sense when you I didn't know that he did both of those yeah and when so I thought about it, I was it, like, like, yep, yep that's exactly. Ang Lee. That, that makes is... sense. Like all the things he can't say with words because of his he introverted shy nature, yeah. he says through I his movies. That. Okay. So there's hope for all you shy introverts out there, too, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> you can make it. You can make it. We can make it. So we hope this was just a little bit encouraging for you guys to know that no matter what age you're at, you can make it. You can do it. It's you're not in too good late. company. You're in good company. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. You know what time it is. It's time <laughs> for recent revelations. 
Okay, mine is going to be short and quick. Go, girl. I have just discovered Mad Men as of yesterday. <laughs> yes! Um, Thank the Lord. I'm only a couple episodes in. Incredible. But that John Hamm, let me just tell you. Also a late bloomer. Which I was going to give you guys a okay, little bonus. You guys, okay, great. Okay, great, I was great, just going to tie it in with the bonus because he was 36 when he got 30. that job with AMC. Yep. And the reason he got hired was because AMC needed a low budget actor, like someone who, well not a low budget actor, but someone who could yeah. fit into their budget. They, they couldn't afford like a household name. And like, can you imagine anybody else in that role? No. No. And I haven't even, haven't got even into gotten it, into but I'm it. like a few episodes yeah. in where I'm seeing he the complexity of his acting. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, also his boss with the gray hair. I was say, right. What is his name? Well, he, I call him Roger. That's not his name. He got started fantastic. at 41. They were both oh, yes. kind of unknown actors. And timing. both of them had this to say about the timing. We are so glad that we hit when we did because they both are very sure that if they would have done it in their 20s, tw- he was like, I was an idiot in my 20s. So mm-hmm. if I was famous, I would have certainly blew it all. Right. He's like, I'm just more Sometimes grateful. you're not ready. <laughs> and it's not in the way you think. You're like, I have all the skills. Yeah. He's like, but I knew I wasn't ready. things to learn. He was like, I can enjoy being a master of my craft and continuing to perfect my craft and enjoy and understand that I spent all these years trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't take it for granted. And I, I just thought, that. you go. So I'm into my journey with Mad Men, but Yay. I am loving it so far. I love how you brought it back with the timing. Thank so you. So good. Thank you. Um, so my revelation is timing related. And I think it's just that you need to fill the space. You know, as we were prepping for the show and just thinking about what we we're going to talk about to wrap up the Unstuck series, I thought, you know, what am I going through right now that really ties in with um, what we're trying to say and what we're trying to encourage people to do? And honestly, it's like when things aren't moving, progressing in the way that you think you should, that like you think things should, you just need to fill the space, like being as excellent as possible with the things that you know to do and like showing up in your role, no matter what it is being there like even if it's for your friends and you know not necessarily for a job but like being in that space like I could have a kid right now or I could be hanging out with my friend who sort of needs a shoulder to lean on like those are like live in that space and fill it up like live life to the fullest at every chance you get you know um that's my revelation it's just like it's okay it's okay okay that you haven't achieved in some area um, where are you now and how can you fill that space? Hey, Drea. What up, girl? Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> time after time. <laughs> oh, my God. We really brought this together at the <laughs> end. We really just. We're going to pat ourselves in the back real quick. Woo. Um, guys, that's our show. We really hope you enjoyed the Unstuck series. If there are any episodes that you haven't had a, list, uh, had a chance to listen to, please check us out. Um, we would love to hear your comments. You can yes, let us know what you thought. Let us know. We care. You can hit us up on Instagram at ddspinthebottle. The same for our Facebook page. And if you want to email us, we are at hello at ddspinthebottle.com. Shout us a holler. <laughs> Shout us a holler. Shout <laughs> us a holler. Yeah, let us know what you thought. Send us an email. Tell us what you think we left out. Uh, we really want to talk to you guys. So, Cousin, thank you. You're an amazing engineer. You make the magic happen. <laughs> kind of like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. We don't know what you do, but it comes out fantastic every time. <laughs> Danny, you're the best. Okay. I, I was going to say it first. I wanted to say it first. I wanted okay. to say it first. Gratitude. I love you. Gratitude. 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 <laughs> you're the best. And shout out to your listeners. Thanks for sticking with us. 
Johnson out.